0: Hey guys. So, uh, I come to you with this cold open as an apology because there's this thing that happens sometimes with podcasting, right? Especially when you're doing it by yourself. Um, sometimes, and I'm, I, I, I'm very, very sorry for this, but sometimes you record your entire episode with the wrong microphone. Sorry. Uh, I hope you enjoy. This podcast was recorded live at Petri Wine Studios in beautiful Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this week's edition of Panel Riot. This week, we're talking about the impermanence of death in comic books. But before we can do that, intern Stan, please a theme song. Stan, that was that was our normal theme song. Yeah, no, yeah, no, it, yeah, it was our, no, it was our normal theme song. Um, uh, well, yes, that is what we normally play at the beginning. But the, I mean, the title of the episode is "Ain't No Grave," so I, I mean, I, we were going to do the Johnny Cash song, right? No, what do you mean no? We can get the rights. What everybody? Everybody. Everybody can get the rights to Johnny Cash songs. How hard is it? I mean, the... Seriously? The WWE can get rights to any freaking Johnny Cash song they want. Just at the drop of a hat. Just when The Undertaker feels like dicking around. Seriously. Okay, so you said... Tell me... Walk me through this. Stan, walk me through this. So, because I don't understand. I'm, I'm confused. How is it that... The one thing that I asked you to do in preparation for this week's show, you should the bet on. Send a letter. You sent a letter? Oh, that because that's uh, that's how they do it. Okay, all right. You have to send the letter of intent, and then, and then follow up with an email, phone call. Five hours. You were on hold for five hours. Just to get the rights to, for 30 seconds of Ain't No Grave. Jesus, seriously? Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh... Oh, oh, yeah, because they used it in Logan. Okay. Alright, yeah, so that's... they, They just got the whole Johnny Cash thing, huh? Huh. Wow, really? Stamp. Stamp. Oh. Okay, no, no, hey, man, you tried. You did your best. You really, you did. I appreciate, I appreciate your hard work. You really, wow, you really went above and beyond. I thought it was just a matter of, like, sending an email and and getting Petri wine to cut a check. No, I know, no, no, we don't, no, we can't have Hugh Jackman on the show. Because he said no. He said no. Yes, I realized if we had Hugh Jackman on the show, then we might have a bit of more of a working relationship with Sony, and then we could use the freaking Johnny Cash song. But you know, we don't, we definitely can't have the Undertaker on the show. That's that's totally out of left field. No, that's a that's a whole different show. Yes, that's the that's the yes, that's the wrestling. Man. Yes, that's the other show. Yes. Well, I mean, it's, maybe they could have him on. I don't. I don't know. You have to ask him. Don't you have? Don't you get a contact over there with their intern? You are their intern. Jesus Christ, man, you never show up over there. Okay. Alright, alright, alright. No, no, hey, hey, no. I respect I respect your opinion. It was a great idea. It was a super good idea. But I mean it just it didn't it didn't pan out. It didn't work. It's okay. No no no. No, don't get upset. No 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 it's okay. That's alright. Out of curiosity, Stan, when did you um when did you do all this? What day was that? That was Thursday. That was last Thursday. You did all of this on last Thursday. On April April twentieth? You did you did all of this stuff on April twentieth, Stan? Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. You were on your couch and you smoked so much that you thought you talked to Hugh Jackman and the Undertaker. And Johnny Cash, yes, and Johnny Cash. Alright, no, that's fine. That's fine, that's fine. That's why we love you, Stan. Uh, folks! So, uh, I apologize for the lack of an appropriate theme song this week. We'll just have to muddle through with what we got. But we're talking about, um, the the impermanent nature of death in comic books. Um, I I don't know what's got me thinking about this, uh, recently. Um, that's not true. I know exactly what it is. It's that, uh, Legends, or Legacy, or whatever the hell it's called that Marvel's doing, um recently where they're saying like we're bringing back all these heroes and they're going to fight alongside their current iterations and it isn't an elseworlds tale and all this stuff and you know i'm sure there'll be kind of some kind of loophole because um i mean they've been off in superheroes left and right lately uh between you know Wolverine and Hulk and um Cyclops and uh, uh I had a list. I don't have a list right now. I just, all these people all these people getting killed. Uh, Captain America has, at the very least, taken a hard left turn. And, um, and they say they're, they're going to bring them all back, and they're going to have these adventures together. We'll see about that. But it got me thinking about, um, about characters who have died and returned from the grave. Uh, now, I want to give a quick special mention to Jean Grey, you can't talk about characters who have died and come back without mentioning Jean Grey. Now, as of this particular moment, the the Jean Grey, the Phoenix Jean Grey that you know that we all grew up reading or whatever, um, is currently actually still dead. Um, and actually, I guess technically, so that is a whole universe. It's a it's a weird gray area. But with, I mean, there is a Jean Grey, and she's from. Um, the, uh, the the original X-Men timeline. And she's running around with the all-new X-Men, an excellent book. I recommend you pick it up. It's very cool. Um, but, I, I mean, you got to give a special mention, mention to Jean Grey, the Dark Phoenix, the regular Phoenix, Marvel Girl, and all the other names that she's uh, gone as. She is the cornerstone of characters that die and come back. And um, if I remember correctly, her last death was... Um, something about Magneto and Wolverine killed her. I don't know. I didn't read it. But um, and then you had you know it, some weird stuff happened in between there because there was something that about a Phoenix egg, and this was pre Secret Wars, and you know Scott absorbed the power of the Phoenix, and then got killed by Doctor Doom in Secret War. Spoiler alert. Um, it's not really a spoiler. It's like a random thing that happens, like. They build all this stuff up around this phoenix egg, this whole storyline, and, like, apparently nothing happens with it. Or maybe something did, and I didn't read it, but it didn't cause enough commotion for anyone to give a shit. So, anyway, special mention to Jean Grey, (laughs) Uh, fulfilling her phoenix-like destiny. Um, So let's get started with something that's been going on with... um, with the Marvel Universe as a whole right now, which is this uh, secret empire business, which is um, Captain America has um, had his memories tampered with and has been convinced that he's an agent of HYDRA or something along those lines. Um, so let's let's talk a little bit about Captain America. We just recently had our second Civil War, um, which, uh, in my opinion, prettier but not as good as the first. Um it was interesting. It was pretty good. But um, in the first Civil War, at the end of it, oops, spoiler alert, it's been out for a while, uh, Captain America dies. He is killed by crossbones? Let's say crossbones. Maybe it's someone else. Bullseye. Someone who's a shooter, who shoots things, uh, and shoots specifically Captain America in his, um, in his big giant shave him chest. Um, he got shot, and then there was some other stuff with Sharon Carter, where she also shot him. Like she was brainwashed, and something to do with the Red Skull. I don't really know, but I mean, it was it was an interesting end to an interesting storyline, big crossover event that was Civil War. Um, afterwards, though, I want to make special mention of an issue where um, basically Cap's body has been taken onto a S.H.I.E.L.D. helicarrier, and it's, you know, laying there, he's got a S.H.I.E.L.D. On, on it, and um, Tony Stark comes in, and, and if you don't remember uh, or didn't read it, all of Civil War one was Tony Stark versus Captain America. It was the registration versus non-registration, all that stuff. And um, so Tony Stark sits down, and um, he he uh, basically he tells Steve that it wasn't worth it. Like, all the stuff they just went through, all the fighting, all the drama, all the, you know, outlaws they made of their friends, all of that stuff, and now here he is. He's won. He's the head of S.H.I.E.L.D. Steve is dead, and he says it wasn't worth it. It's it's a surprisingly touching uh, issue of comic books, and I'm sure it's in Marvel Unlimited, so go, go and check that out. Um, it's, it's very, very good. The other thing I remember about Steve being dead, and I say dead in quotes because, of course, there was an explanation... There was an issue of Thor that um, uh, Michael J. J. Michael Straczynski—I don't know how—I don't know what order—he's a great writer. I don't know what order um, wrote <laughs> uh, Volume Three, Issue Eleven, and um, basically Thor has come back from being dead after the the most recent Ragnarok at the time happened. Um, he returns and he finds out about all the Civil War stuff, and he calls Iron Man names and and you know beats the crap out of him sort of, and, uh, and then he kind of, he watches the news, I guess, and everybody's talking about the death of Captain America, and he goes up and he disables all the satellites uh, and so that Captain America can have a moment of silence and a moment of peace, and he kind of summons his spirit and they have a conversation and all this stuff. Um, but, you know, Thor, as he's wont to do, not really thinking things through here, because, so he flies up, um, <laughs> he flies up into the space, disables all communications and television and news satellites so that Captain America's spirit can have a moment of silence. Do you understand? Do you even have, like, just the, the slightest idea of the chaos that would cause? Holy shit. If my cell phone, internet, and television all stopped working at the same time, I would think something absolutely horrible was happening, and uh, I mean, if, if that happened today, there would still be people in their bunker, in their bunkers, and the, the doomsday preppers would be like, it's time, Sheila, it's time, I was right the entire time, and they'd be, you know, diving in there, and they, they would have been eating, you know, um, freeze-dried food for months now, before anyone was like, hey man, it's cool, Thor just did something without thinking like he always does, I mean, can you... Just the sheer volume of people trying to watch pornography that got interrupted. I mean, come on. And then then they have to... The whole planet has to deal with that the next day? Like, oh, what happened last night? Uh, nothing. How about you? Uh, also nothing. But everyone's real angry. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? I'm assuming that they didn't go back and finish. (laughs) Because they thought... They, they thought they were under attack in this world where the entire world is constantly under attack. All electronics stop broadcasting and receiving messages. Every call in the entire world drops. I wonder, I mean, one, how expensive was that for all of that stuff to happen at once? And two, I mean, it, how, the damage to the infrastructure that that would have caused. I mean, they would have had to, you know, billions and billions of dollars, you know, amongst multiple countries to launch new satellites and launch people to go up and repair those satellites because, hey, here's a little something that Thor doesn't doesn't know because he's an Asgardian dickweed. Circuitry's fragile, man. Circuitry is real fragile, my Goldilocks friend. And you just wanged so much of the world's communications just so Captain America's spirit could have a moment of silence and let me tell you what, it was wasted because Cap wasn't dead. His spirit didn't need a moment of silence. It was busy bouncing through time so that we could have a Captain America retrospective and that the Red Skull could take over his body or whatever. I don't know. There was a whole Return of Steve Rogers thing that I just didn't read. I'm just saying, Thor. Think before you act. Just once. Come on, man. And and also, uh, you know, uh, to the other Avengers, who are probably also listening, he... Look at that thing he just did. Why don't you leverage that? Why don't we have him do that? But, you know, more specific sometimes. How about that? Good lord. Anyway, yeah, Cap came back. I guess... One of the guns, or both of the guns, was sent his consciousness back through time, and he had to fight his way back to the present. Um, Which is, you know, now that I think about it, very similar to someone else on this list another big, huge tent pole superhero, Batman something very very similar happened to Batman in the final crisis but you know what folks you know we're, we're, we're you know close to a commercial break so let's just go ahead and take it We'll be right back after more uh, I mean with more panel ride after these messages thanks. Hello, it's me again. Um, so we're, we're, we're going to take a quick second here to tell you about a web webcomic um, that you may have heard of called The Empathy Drive. Um, you can check it out at theempathydrive.com. It's a sci-fi comic about the future, a possible future. Um, basically, humans in their foray into space and the things that they find and the way they interfere, you know how humans are. Um, it's a great, great, ...comic drawn by Zeke, uh, the creator and owner of Soul Sworn, um, and uh, co-written by me. So uh, me and him get together and write various space adventures, and uh, it's a blast. I really enjoy uh, working with Zeke on it. I love the product that he puts out there, and I hope that you will enjoy it as well. So go and check it out, EmpathyDrive.com. And uh, if you're wondering if there are uh, pirates who are also ghosts who are also in space there are and we're back we're back thanks folks uh, go check out that thing I was talking about it's real good whatever it was super good um, we're talking about the impermanent nature of death in comic books and uh, we've gotten to Batman we um, you, you listen can you guys hear here sound effects here that is me marking Captain America off of my list that's right folks. I did a list because I care about you and I love you dearly. Um, but we're, right now we're talking about Batman. So here's here's basically how Batman went down in Final Crisis, which was some stuff that where Darkseid happened. Um, he got shot by Darkseid's eye beams, lasers. Okay, and uh, he did it so that he could shoot Darkseid with a bullet, with a with a with a god killer bullet, which did the job. I think I don't know if Darkseid's came back. I'm sure he was on his way because Justice League, um, movie coming out, and, um, <laughs> they didn't foreshadow that or anything. And so, um, and this is maybe familiar to you, it sent his consciousness back in time! Woo-hoo! Uh, now, this being DC, it, they did this in a way that was somehow more confusing and still more interesting than, uh, the way they did it with Captain America, because Captain America was just like it was—it was a fun little trip through Captain America's history, where he's now he's this cap, and now he's this cap, and now he's this cap, and now he's back in the present. Um, but what they did with Batman was a little bit different because um, he was kind of him, but also in caveman times, and then in like Puritan times, and then in cowboy times, and then in Current times, maybe there. Might, there's probably another era I'm forgetting in there, but it was so. It was really fascinating to see him kind of operating in these different time frames. Right now, of course, it was interspersed with some shit that just didn't make a single bit of sense. Somehow, he was also a bomb that was um, that was moving forward through time, and then there was a space station that Superman and Green Lantern were on. It was all like, just highly confusing. I've read it multiple times because um, the return of Bruce Wayne and all of that stuff is, is, you know, it was pretty interesting and really well done. What it did give us, however, which was much, much better, was the Battle for the Cowl series, in which all the former Robins kind of come together and either fight with each other or, you know, basically the whole Bat family is tapped to defend Gotham. And they do it in a very cool way. They they really get some obscure characters in there who are, you know, members of the Bat family, and it, the art is beautiful. So, you know, read the Wikipedia entry for The Return of Bruce Wayne in Final Crisis. Read the actual comics, the actual issues of Battle for the Cowl, because those are just delightful. Um now, I will just throw this out there again as I've you know, been saying a lot lately. Hey, I would re-read, reread all that stuff if DC had a Marvel Unlimited service, but they don't, so that's the end of that. Who's up next? Who's up next? Um, Well, if, we, if we're talking about Batman, we've got to talk about Superman. Let's have a little conversation about Superman, okay? He was one of the first like really, really big... Superhero deaths uh, in the comic community, you all know the story, he fought, uh, (laughs) not Darkseid, not Deadpool, not Deathlock, which are all things that I almost said, but Doomsday, the most on-the-nose, maybe not, no, Kahneman King is the most on-the-nose named villain that there is, but Doomsday's up there. Um, and he, you know, he fought Doomsday and died in the silliest way in which he punches Doomsday and Doomsday punches him. And he does this after learning that Doomsday's weird spikes can actually hurt him. Oh, his spikes can hurt me. Better hit myself off of them as often as possible. Come on. Come on, Superman, you are smarter than that, but apparently not when you are... Wait, do you have a mullet? I only get a mullet at the time. I think the mullet was the return. Anyway, no, Superman, no. There's an excellent moment in the Justice League animated series where these evil, sort of evil, Justice League characters come in from an alternate dimension, and they do it, and they happen to arrive just at the moment where Doomsday is being unleashed for the first time, and their Superman squares off against him, and he just lobotomizes him. Just immediately. And he doesn't fight Doomsday, and he doesn't die, and none of that stuff happens. He just lobotomizes Doomsday, and they go on with their nefarious scheme. Doomsday was a footnote on that episode. And they played it in, you know, they played it up in a lot of other episodes when they did have to bring back Doomsday. But it was just, it, it, one, it illustrated how if Superman had taken another approach, he wouldn't have died, so to speak. Um, and it also illustrated that maybe our Superman knew that and wasn't necessarily up for just lobotomizing an enemy. You know what I mean? So, anyway, it's, it's, the shit's fascinating. Um, so, while he was dead, some other super supermen showed up. You had a robot Superman and a young Superman and Steel, um, who we all know is Shaquille O'Neal, uh, the beloved role, and Eradicator? Was there another one? Something called Eradicator? I don't know. I remember a video game. Whatever. Um, anyway, and you know what happens. He came back, Superman red, Superman blue, and then everything was fine, and then it wasn't. And then he was regular Superman again. I don't know. I didn't read that shit. Um, so, yes. Yeah, so Superman. I think I don't think that's the first time that Superman has died. I mean, the oh, last time, rather. I think Superman's died since then or not. I don't know. Um, so, while we're talking about big, big characters, let's talk real quick about Spider-Man. Because Spider-Man died. Peter Parker himself died uh, not that long ago in uh, Amazing Spider-Man number 700. Uh, Doc Ock finally beat him. He, um, Doc Ock himself was dying, and uh, there was no cure, and at the last minute, he found out, he figured out a way to swap consciousness with Peter so that Peter was stuck in his body. And, uh, and then he died. And then you had um, Dr. Octopus in, uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Dr. Doctopus in Peter's body. And that that led to the fascinating Superior Spider-Man series, which I wholeheartedly enjoyed. There were some great moments to come out of that, and some you know some very interesting issues. There was a the actually Superior Spider-Man annual was phenomenal, excellent, excellent stuff. And um, hey, you know what? I think I'm wrong. I think it. I don't think it was Amazing Spider-Man 700. That could be where he came back. No, 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 that is where he died. No, yeah, cuz he came back in um in the one of the last issues of Superior Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Oh, I've been mispronouncing mis- it the whole time. Spider-Man. Superior Spider-Man, that's it. Um anyway, so he he does eventually come back. Uh, a bit of his consciousness was preserved in his body and um basically the Goblin goes crazy and takes over the whole city and and Dr. Doctor Puss Figures out that you know he can't. He just fails, and he's not the Superior Spider-Man, and so uh, he basically gives up and gives the body back to Peter. And you have this great moment where Peter puts on his original um, outfit and he's like, "My turn!" and goes and beats the crap out of the Green Goblin. It's it's great. It's it's excellent. Now that you can read, go and check. Go and check out Superior Spider-Man on. Um, on Marvel Unlimited, because that's that's just straight up a good time. Um, and, you know, there's, they introduced a lot of characters and set up a lot of stuff. You know, I, I wasn't really big on Dan Slott whenever he originally took over for Spider-Man. Um, but, I mean, he's been writing him a long time, and he does really good work. You know, the stuff that they did with um, uh, Superior Spider-Man and um, Amazing Spider-Man and... Uh, Spider Verse. It's just, it's just excellent. You know, it's it's really good. It's a lot of fun uh, to read right now, and um, you know, I, it was something that was sorely needed when the X Men were taking their weird. Uh, we don't care what happens. so just write whatever because we have to put out an X Book hiatus. Um, fortunately, though, it looks like that's going to be turned around soon. So, can't wait to see what happens there. But yeah, Superior Spider Man. And uh, Peter Parker did, of course, return. Now, while we're on that particular subject, there's a, there was a common parlance in comics for a long time about how nobody in comics stays dead with the exception of Uncle Ben and Bucky and probably a third person who I'm forgetting. But, as we all know, well, Uncle, Uncle Ben is still dead, um, basically. He's had some returns or whatever, but, you know... Never, kind of officially, but Bucky, oh Bucky! If you go back to Avengers nineteen fifty, or I'm, I'm sorry, Avengers uh, issue number fifty six from nineteen sixty eight, you get to see how Bucky uh, bought the farm, so to speak. Bucky was offed, um, and uh, that didn't. I guess it didn't originally happen. That was kind of a retcon um, to what happened. Um, but it, you know, it's, of course, set up Steve as, you know, I guess not wanting to take on sidekicks. I don't know the purpose. Whatever. Tragic backstory. It was the 60s, almost the 70s. Um, and then, uh, as you all know, uh, he was brought back in the just fantastic Winter Soldier, uh, Captain America Winter Soldier series in 2004. I believe that was 2004. Written by Ed Brubaker, and um, if you haven't read that, then what are you even doing here? Just go get it. I mean, it's 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 on Marvel Unlimited. It's, you could probably get it for a nickel. You could probably get it at your library, you know what I mean? Because they made that movie that was also called The Winter Soldier, which, you know, very kind of closely, whatever. Um, anyway, they brought him back as the Winter Soldier, and since then, he's... He's been, um, he's done stints as Captain America. He's, you know, back to the Winter Soldier right now, I think, leading the Thunderbolts. I don't know. I don't know what Bucky's up to, but in the cinematic universe, you had, of course, the Winter Soldier, and then you had Civil War, and, um, Sebastian Shawn doing a great, great job as, um, as Bucky slash the Winter Soldier. Um, so yeah, go and check that out. Go and read the Winter Soldier at your earliest convenience because uh, it's great, it's real good. Ed Brubaker knows his business, he knows what he's about. Um, One more, real quick, before we take another break, is uh, Nightcrawler. This one doesn't tie in with any of the other ones, no segues here, folks. Uh, Yeah, Nightcrawler. Um, Nightcrawler sacrificed himself to save Hope, uh, the mutant messiah, in Second Coming, um, X-Force number 26, when he teleported to stop a robot that I forget which one it was, but it went through his chest, and he saved Hope and Rogue at the same time, and it was a very noble sacrifice, you know, just what you would expect for a Nightcrawler. Um, and it led to you know Hope surviving and Beast leaving the team, and it was a very tumultuous and interesting time for the X Men. Um, one of my favorite eras of of X Men, honestly, is basically from the um not the before second coming the basically the mutant messiah storyline all the way up to you know schism and after schism was even great um that's when they had you know wolverine and the x-men and uncanny x-men which was you know cyclops and his team and just just some really good entertaining stuff happening during that time nightcrawler came back are you surprised he should be um, Nightcrawler and his furry little blue butthole came back in Amazing X-Men volume 2 number 5 where um, so there's these characters called Banffs and I don't want to get into it just Wikipedia because I had to And uh, they opened up a gateway to the afterlife, yeah, really, and then they went through, a bunch of the X-Men went through that gateway, and, you know, um, then they found Nightcrawler, and Nightcrawler was fending off Azazel, which is his father in the comics, and um, he made a deal with the devil, or... Not the devil. I don't remember who it was, but basically the the gist is he got to be alive again. So he's alive again. Wolverine was very happy to see uh, to see his old friend, and it was a, it was a very touching little scene. So, yep, everybody's favorite blue little B character, uh, Nightcrawler, um, got his own little fun redemption arc right there. So, um, folks, we're gonna have another quick word from our sponsors, and we'll be right back with more panel Ride after this. Please stick around. podcasts you like podcasts how do i know this how do i know this i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna tell you like that masked magician on that fox show i'm gonna go ahead and tell you my secrets man you're listening to one right now Mm. boom nailed it nailed it you like podcasts well folks i got podcasts for you i got podcasts out the wazoo where can you find these podcasts? Where can you find a wazoo full of podcasts? Sorgatron Media. That's right, folks. SorgatronMedia.com, the producers of the highest quality podcasts anywhere on the Internet. Folks, they help bring you Panel Riot each and every week. And that's not all. That's not all. They also bring you such excellent, excellent podcasts as Cast awesome cast tech talk talking about news talking about information awesome chat where we interview those who talk about tech and news and all of that stuff you've got the indie mayhem show the midweek war the raw wrap-up and folks the one that started it all the wrestling mayhem show if you like wrestling of any shape size form function whatever if 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 it's got wrestling in the name they are talking about it and they are probably talking about it as soon as it happens go and check them out head on over to sorgatronmedia.com and just just enjoy just put on your headphones and then lay down and uh, take a couple relax pills and just just have a good old time just have a good old listen time sorgatronmedia.com Hot dog! we are moving right along, folks, and uh, I'm taking a look at my list, and we still got a lot to cover, a lot to cover here. So um, real quick, I, I actually had uh, three special mentions that I wanted to give shout-outs to, um, because I did, uh, I did mention Jean Grey at the top, and uh, I want to give a shout-out to Wolverine. Wolverine um, has had many people pick up the mantle of Wolverine in his stead. You know, you've got um, Laura Kinney. Uh, You know, X-23, you've got um, his son from the Ultimate Universe has come over to to Marvel now, Um, Sabretooth. uh, I mean, a lot of them were in a comic series called Wolverines for a while. Uh, You've got Old Man Logan, but, you know, the Wolverine um, from, you know, pre-Secret Wars has not returned, you know, he was still encased in Adamantium, but I do encourage you to go read The Death of Wolverine. It was uh, very, very good, very interesting, and a, a fitting send-off to that character, as I've said before. Um, finally, a special mention to Electra. You know why. Okay, um, let's mark those off the list. Speaking of Sabretooth, Sabretooth died. Did you know that? He's died. Um, in Wolverine volume three, issue number 55, uh, he had kind of gone feral and Wolverine had a sword that negated healing factor or something like that, uh, and, um, killed Sabretooth. He cut his arm off and then his head off or something along those lines. Um, I I just, the art was, I, I could not deal with the art, so I couldn't really enjoy it personally. Um, it was just, it was no good. It was gross and I didn't enjoy it. Maybe it is for good for other people, but not for me. So, um, hard pass on that one. But, um, in, was it volume 4, issue 20? No, I don't, it was either that one or Wolverine and the X-Men number 3. Um, anyway, Sabretooth comes back. I guess it was a clone. Um, they were dealing with the whole Romulus and Remus stuff, which is wolf people, and I don't know, it was a dark time in Wolverine history, um and and also at one point Wolverine was in hell and so was Sabretooth and he Sabretooth took over hell and then Wolverine killed him or something but that was a the clone i don't i don't know guys i i just don't I, and then and then after later after Sabretooth came back um he got turned into a good guy during the whole um AVX or A plus X or whatever storyline, um, there was a whole swap. I don't know. Sabretooth! Woohoo! Yay! Hey, you know what? I, he gets a pass. I'm going to give Sabretooth a pass, um, just because he was played by Ray Donovan in that movie, and you know what? That's good enough for me. That is good enough for me. Moving right along, let's bounce right over to, um, Let's go from one of the most minor deaths on the list to one of the most famous, Jason Todd. Jason Todd, that's right, that plucky little bat buddy, um, got beat to death with a crowbar by the Joker because the fans voted that way. Jesus Christ, seriously? That that shit went down. That's a real-life thing that happened. They voted for him to get to... Anyway, uh, that was Batman number four hundred and twenty-eight, um, and that was that. You know, that was a big thing. That was something that defined the Batman for a very long time. Uh, was the loss of Jason Todd, and um, oh, that was the other thing. I think he was one of the ones that always stayed dead, but uh, whatever. He came back. Um, he he only sort of came back originally in the Hush storyline, which was again very very good. Go check out Hush. That was a blast. Um, he came back, but it was actually Clayface. Um, yeah, spoilers. Whatever. Third part. I don't care. And um, and then he officially came back uh, as the Red Hood shortly thereafter, and uh, and then came back as Jason Todd. And you know, he during the battle for the cowl, he was running around as one of the new Batman. And, you know, he was using guns and stuff, and, you know, tactics that, you know, regular Bruce Wayne Batman wouldn't approve of, and it's just good. Go read Battle for the Cowl, and um, you know who Jason Todd is, I don't have to tell you. <coughs> you. Another one off the list, folks. We are moving right along. Oh, I didn't cross off Nightcrawler. Thank you, Nightcrawler. Finally, um, I think this is a, a good place to uh, to end here, the final thing on the list. Oh, no, you know what? One more, Colossus. Colossus died. Colossus died saving all of mutant um, from, uh, I think it was the legacy virus, actually, and he was gone for a very long time, and then when he came back, it was during Joss Whedon's run on Astonishing X-Men, which I think was the start of Astonishing X-Men, and, um, a lot of it, a lot of that first chapter was built around Colossus's return, and he had been, um, you know, being held prisoner and experimented on, and all of this uh, crazy stuff like that. And it was, it was great. I mean, I, judging from the people who I know—sorry, I am knocking over my water—the um, people who I know that listen to this show, I don't have to tell you this, but I am going to go ahead and tell you this: go read Joss Whedon's run on Astonishing X-Men. It's just fantastic. It's really, really good. He, he does so well with all of those characters. And it just it, it goes to show that his ability to write for an ensemble cast really, really shines. And it's with the X-Men. And I really dig the X-Men. So go, go and read that. Okay, finally, uh, the last note is uh, everything everything. Uh, during Secret Wars, um, well, just before the pre, just before pre-Secret Wars, it was 2015. Um, there were these incursions they were calling them where different realities and different earths were colliding with each other and they were trying to figure out all these different ways to stop it and they couldn't. And it was, it was super bleak, um, really, really depressing stuff. And, uh, I think it was Jonathan Hickman, which makes sense. Um, just a big, huge bummer left and right. And, you know, eventually the Ultimate Universe came over, and, you know, they fought, and, you know, Ultimate versions of each other, and all, just all this crazy stuff. Again, big, huge downer. and um, But it led to Secret Wars. Now, Secret Wars was, um, you know, a, of course a reference to the previous Secret Wars with the Beyonder and all that stuff, but they turned the whole thing on its head in a really fun and interesting way. It was just a blast, and it was like a celebration of all the interesting things that Marvel had done, like basically Dr. Doom rises to power and he restitches the world with the pieces that he could save. And then you've got like, you know, this huge continent and part of it is, you know, the age of apocalypse world. And part of it is, um, the the uh, Spider Island? Did they do Spider? I don't think they did. Anyway, well, there's you know Ultimate Spider-Man. Manhattan is in there, and Old Man Logan, and Marvel Zombies, and uh, just all of this stuff. It's it's they do a great great job, and it was it was line wide, and it was just straight up fascinating. You know how they tied all this stuff together and celebrated things from the past and built something interesting from the future, and. Um, what was the one? Oh, there, there was a Civil War co- area of the continent where like the war never ended. And there was a giant wall keeping civilization away from the zombies and the Ultron hordes and all of this stuff. And, and there's a twist with the wall. It's just... it's great. So go... This I realize how much of this show has become um, an advertisement for Marvel Unlimited, but go... Get yourself a Marvel Unlimited subscription and read Secret Wars. And read the stuff attached to it. It's all a lot of fun, and it set up um, a a genuine new chapter in Marvel history. So, folks, with that, that's it. That's the last one on the list. But before we let you go, we do have one more thing to get into here. Email. That's right, folks. We got an email uh, from... Mad Mike. That's right, folks. Mad Mike has written in once again. Thank you, Mike, for reading, I mean, for writing in. Greetings, comics fans. I just saw one of my favorite cartoon superhero movies of all time. Disney Animation just released Teen Titans, The Judas Contract. And ever since I asked Bruce Timm if they were going to make this seven years ago, I've been waiting for it. It has not disappointed if you were a fan of the original Titans cartoon. There are some nods to that. If you are a fan of the new DC animated stuff, there's some good history there. The characterization of Terra is fantastic. They don't shy away from the somewhat controversial nature of her relationships in the movie. No spoilers. Mm -hmm. But this movie is well worth your time, and it gives some teases to the future of the animated Titans and maybe a possibility of a prequel to this as well. As far as print comics, I just read The Flintstones Trade, and it is a really eye-opening book at the world through the eyes of a modern Stone Age family. I cannot wait for DC's event next month. The Lazarus Contract. The Titans books have been firing on all cylinders, and the four part crossover should be amazing. Mike, Mike, thank you so much for writing, uh, writing in, and uh, you know, you, I'm I'm interested. I do love Bruce Tim's animation, and I didn't know there was a new Titans cartoon, but I'll check it out. As far as the Flintstones trade, I'll give it a look. See, I read the um, the. Uh, Scooby-Doo and Shaggy thing that was weird, and uh, the if you remember, I think I think I might have talked about it on the show actually, and also the Wacky Races reboot, um, weird stuff. But uh, hey, I'll give it a shot. Thank you, Mike, for writing in, and and we are at time with the gentle exception of a few things I'm going to share with you before we wrap this one up. First off, thank you so much for listening to Panel Riot. It it, it just it's to know that there are people out there listening means the world to me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, if you would like more Panel Riot, you can check us out at panelriot.com. That's our secret base. That's our skull thing in the swamp. That's our shield helicarrier, or a better example. From there, you can do all manner of things, including donating to the cause. Um, you can be a Patreon supporter of Panel Riot. All you've got to do is click the link that says Patreon. Go from there. To that end... Our sincere thank you to our current patrons, Ed Burke at Ed Burke37, Ellen Shergay at Coyotitude, Meredith Staden at Mayor Bear Doodles, The Great Sorgatron at Sorgatron, TJ at T Square, T E E S Q U A R 3, and our newest contributor, friend of the show, Corey at CJ McThunder. On a scale of 1 to 10, they are the best. You can find us on Twitter at Panel Riot. I'm at DJ Lunchbox. You can also follow Internet Sensation and Panel Riot intern Stan at intern Stan. You can also follow our wonderful sponsor, the Petri Family, at Petri Wine. Finally, Watson has its own Twitter page. Watson, do you? What's your Twitter handle? You told me you had. You told me you had a Twitter handle. Did you not set it up? Stan, did you set it up for? No. Okay, well, never mind. He doesn't. He, he lied. He's he's a liar, but he's so cute. He's so cute, Nobody. Oh, he's a sweet little man. Oh, right. Um, our, our show is available anywhere fine podcasts are sold, including iTunes. You can head on over to panelriot dot com and click the link that says most recent episode. It does what it say it do. You just listen to it in your browser. If you are listening on iTunes, though, please go on over, rate, and review the show. It helps more people find the show. Um, You'll you'll probably get a free sandwich from an unlikely source. That is not a guarantee, but um, I would just really appreciate it. Um, Also, we're on Google Play Music. Did you know? Now you do. I want to know what you think of the show. Please email us, panelride at gmail.com. Tell me what you're reading, what you like, what you don't like, who I missed in this list, because I am sure I missed someone in this list. Alright, that's it. Thanks for listening, true believers, and remember, we are all in this together. proud member of the Sorgatron Media podcast network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com Let's go out to the lobby. Let's go out to the lobby. Let's go out to the lobby and have ourselves some wine. Petri wine.